Wagwan, everybody. Welcome to the Dis Afimi History Podcast, where we'll be speaking about history and as well family history and how history relates in terms of Caribbean people um, for the present as well as in the past and how in the past what that does and brings forth for what we are going through at present and what we can learn from our history from our family and take that moving forward so I do hope you enjoy the podcast and if you like it please ensure to subscribe like and review thank you because it's a topic that um I know, I've, I know for myself, I haven't really delved into too much. And I know for some, it's just like, what is that? And what is that all about type of thing? So I'm really grateful that you can come on to the podcast and speak um, to this. So if you wanted to introduce yourself to the listeners, that'd be really great. Thank you so much for having me, Wendy. I appreciate your reaching out. Um, this is exciting for me as well. I'm always happy to share about DNA testing and genealogy in general. My name is Barbie Jones, and I am a lifelong genealogy enthusiast. Uh, Most recently, I am the creator of the Genealogy Situation Room, uh, which allows me to share uh, findings uh, that I have been able to happen across uh, across the internet, across um, discussions um, regarding family history, and I'm happy to be here today. No, thank you. This is going to be quite the discussion, so I appreciate it. So first off, we'll start with what had you go into down this path of DNA genealogy? Well, I've always been curious about my family's history. My mother always shared about her family. My father's family was always a mystery. And so I always wanted to learn more about both. And um in this time that we're in, this age of information, it's a wonderful time to be able to learn more and break through walls through the scientific advances of DNA testing. Well, definitely, because again, as you said, there are challenges, especially with um, anybody of African descent researching their genealogy. There are definitely some pitfalls, and this can be a tool in the toolbox. So. And would you be able to explain the basics of DNA genealogy and its relevance to Caribbean ancestry? Sure. So, you know, in terms of DNA testing, I need to be very transparent. I am a layperson. I am not an expert. I would encourage anyone who is interested in this field to do the research. There's lots of information online about how to get started, the considerations that you need to take before you get started and making the most of your results once you test. Um, There are, in terms of home DNA tests, about three DNA tests on the market in terms of the science. There is the Y DNA testing, which matches the DNA that is passed down from father to son. There is MT or mitochondrial DNA testing that is passed down from mother to child. And there is the autosomal DNA testing. That is the DNA that we receive from both parents. Um, And so depending on the DNA company, uh, you are able to take, you know, one or multiple tests uh, and get results regarding that. Now, I should say that females, biological females will not be able to um, do the Y DNA test you can get that information from a male relative. 
but we're able to do the mitochondrial DNA testing and autosomal DNA testing. Wonderful. And um, I guess, you know, with these tests that you just mentioned, what use is, how's it used, I guess, in genetic research and how they apply to explore the family history? Um, and yes, and speaking into how, you know, it relates back to the Caribbean, you know, once you do this DNA testing and you get your results, you will be matched with people who share a segment of, you know, DNA with you. And this is not a guess, it's a science. Um, and once you receive those matches, you know, you can compare their genealogy, their family history, which they may share through a family tree, or which they may share with you if you reach out to them personally. And you can see where there may be commonality, or you can make a new discovery in your family history, such as I did in finding my way back to Jamaica uh, through DNA matches that I received and that I noticed on my father's line. So there are many possibilities. Just amazing as to where what roads that you can go down. So what would, what would be some of the challenges or unique aspects of conducting a DNA genealogy research in your family history? So some things that you want to consider are the implications. So you can take the test, uh, send it off, get the results. You may or may not be who you think you are. So one should be prepared to make a discovery that could actually be a surprise uh, that could be very shocking. Speaking of like a non-paternal event, finding out paternity is different than expected, finding siblings, uh, when one didn't expect to, finding out that one is adopted um, or not biologically related to the parents they believe to be their natural parents. Um, also in this realm of genetic genealogy, law enforcement is very involved in the process and one needs to consider one's privacy and uh, consider the implications of uh, taking the test and you know having it perhaps solve a cold case. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that definitely is coming up in the news uh, more and more in terms of the cold cases, but a lot of things to consider before taking um, this type of a test. So, you know, yes. are there any like notable, like certain projects or initiatives that are focused on DNA, DNA genealogy for people of color at this time? Absolutely, there are many. So the major companies um, that I should mention that do DNA testing are uh, Family Tree DNA, Ancestry, uh, National Geographic, uh, MyHeritage, um, 23andMe. And there are also third-party utility sites where you can upload your raw DNA data that you would get from one of these companies and be able to, to do a closer inspection. So like GEDmatch is one that comes to mind immediately. So within GEDmatch, within... Um, Family Tree DNA, there are projects that are going on. There are a number of projects, surname projects and group projects that are looking to find answers to genealogical questions. And many of them are uh, geared towards people of color. So I would encourage you know, people who are considering DNA testing and joining one of these projects to look further into that. There are some really great things going on. Also social media, uh, Facebook has groups that, you know, uh, have projects that are going on. There's a number of different areas. So people can just sign up for these projects once they've done their research 
and you know contact these particular groups in question right absolutely absolutely now each group will have various parameters and different requirements and so it's important to consider that and uh, see if that meets with you know the individuals wants and concerns as they look further and you know you talked about in terms of the ethical consideration so and then, you know, can you just go a little bit more into what the considerations when using DNA genealogy to explore your family history, particularly in relation to sensitive family information? Absolutely. And so um, there is a guideline, a standard of genetic genealogy ethics. It's available online on the International Society for Genetic Genealogy or ISOG website. Um, it's always important to remember the adage that knowledge is power. And with respect to this information that we're receiving about our genetics and relatedness, um, it's important to consider how to utilize that and, and um, remembering that the information can be life-changing for people. Um, and so when we're approaching it, it's, and when we're, you know, maybe speaking with people who reach out to us or when we're reaching out to others, it's just important to, to keep that in mind and to respect people's privacy mm -hmm. and consider our own privacy also. We may be very enthusiastic about wanting to learn. We have to just temper it with the knowledge that this information is really, really potent. No, I couldn't agree more with that because yes, you have to be aware of other people's um, their identity to um, this genealogy and to what their they deem as what their um, family history is. So absolutely, um, just to take that into consideration. And then, in what ways can DNA shed light on you know African, European, Indigenous, and Asian contributions to the family? Absolutely. So one of the things that people are most excited about DNA testing in um, is learning about their ethnicity. Um, and there are some real revelations, some real insight that we can gather from this testing, but we do need to remember that it's an estimate and that ethnicity is um, more so a social construct. Race is a social construct. We have much more in common than we have difference. And there are a lot of political considerations that need to be taken into consideration in terms of modern day country lines. Um, and in terms of the ethnicity, information that is given, it's based on limited reference samples. And this information is always changing. So we shouldn't necessarily marry ourselves to the idea of being a certain percentage of a certain ethnicity, but we can get some unique insight uh, regarding some, you know, general um, ethnic uh, information that we receive. And so it, it will shed light on, you know, you know, Asian contribution, African contribution, European in the broader sense, indigenous. No, definitely. And I guess with these, some of these testing sites, because this is always dynamic, it's not a static thing, that your, you know, whatever you tested, you know, before would potentially change in terms of as there's more users, right? And yes. as it increased the pool. Okay, perfect. Right, yes. And so I guess with, you know, how can um, DNA genealogy help individuals researching their family history better understand their connection to the diasporic communities and their shared 
cultural heritage? I would say that getting the science of the DNA matches is so important and just as important is looking at the paper trail. So genetic genealogy is really just that. It is the science of the paper trail along with the science of, you know, the, um, the DNA. Yeah. And so we need both in our researching to really confirm and to make those connections with the diaspora, diaspora communities. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times we just don't have that paper. The DNA is going to lead us. And in terms of confirming, you know, things where there may be paper where we, you know, and names that we didn't know were associated with us, the DNA will confirm that we do have a connection. We do have an answer to a question that we didn't even know we should ask. So that's, that's, a, that's a great way to look at it, to use them both to, to kind of help, which is great. And then for your particular research, has there been any significant findings or discoveries in the Caribbean that has helped you understand your family better? Oh, yes, absolutely. I am grateful to have been able to uh, unexpectedly connect to Jamaica. On my father's mind, I noticed all of these matches. There were initially about 50 that, you know, I noticed St. Elizabeth, St. Elizabeth, and different surnames, Elliot, Witter, Powell, this repetitiveness. Um, and I said, I need to dig deeper. There is a commonality here. There is shared ancestry here that I need to follow. I don't know anything about any, you know, uh, relations being in Jamaica, but clearly, you know, we have ancestral ties there. And sure enough, in just doing the work and in researching and putting all the pieces together, the paper trail, as long as, as well as the uh, genealogy, um, the paper trail as well as the DNA, I should say, I was able to conclude and deduce that I am a descendant uh, of Den uh, Benjamin Powell Rochester, and Margaret Witter of St. Elizabeth, Jamaica. Amazing. Yes, I'm so grateful to have that information. It's a watershed moment and it just speaks to um, the fact, the power that um, we are in an age of information. It's, it's not a cliche. We're in an age and we're able to find out so much if we just simply look. And so I'm pretty sure that that helped you, again, helped you with the paper trail, because were you able to get the then the actual documents pertaining to these individuals as well? There are so many documents pertaining to them. I will say, however, that genealogy is the quest of answering question after question. The more that we answer, the more questions that we have. So there are questions about just how my family ties in. I know that it is an exact, that they are there, that I am a descendant, but just how and why, well, there's so many questions. So the paper is there, but some questions do remain. But mm -hmm. you know, uh, that's the beauty of genealogy. It's never complete. <laughs> it's Absolutely, <all> yeah. <laughs> no, it's, 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 it's never ending, but it's quite a fascinating story that you just cannot walk away from. For sure, so true. For sure. And so for your, you know, what role do you think that, uh, you know, with these genetic databases and online platforms play in facilitating genealogy research for individuals with Caribbean heritage in particular? 
I think that it plays a very important part in reconnecting or connecting to uh, information about the Caribbean, uh, especially Black Americans and people who may not realize that, you know, as we consider the motherland, Africa, in our research and our quest to get back there, we also need to consider the Caribbean as a major player uh, in our ancestry. And so these databases uh, are important to be a part of, even as we consider the implications of how they may be used. Uh, it's important that we are a part of the discussions about genetic genealogy and that we participate uh, in the science and that we you know, get answers to these questions and that we share, we share what we learn. Well, that's very important. And so, you know, how can DNA genealogy contribute to preserving and promoting Caribbean culture and DNA genealogy and identity, especially among the, the diaspora? Yes. Um, as I alluded to a little bit before, um, we think about needing to trace back, and I think Alex Haley played, you know, was a major player in that. You know, the goal is to find the ancestor in Africa that came over, that made that harrowing trip. Um, you know, whether or not we state that to be our main objective, I think a lot of us, you know, have that goal in mind. And in doing that, we may not be thinking that, you know, we need to make a stop in the Caribbean. The Caribbean is a major, major uh, hub for us. You know, we have ancestors there. And the more that we DNA test and make these connections, I think that it will um, really help uh, with um, an awareness of the culture and with our you know, sense of belonging, not only to Africa, but to the Caribbean, you know, to those who you know, may not have even felt a particular tie there in doing these tests and learning more, were um, able to go home to another home. Uh, mm -hmm. in the Caribbean. And also um, we've seen in Africa how there has been an economy generated from people, you know, coming back home, doing the DNA testing and finding out where their ancestors are from. And so this same type of economy may be generated in the Caribbean from this same type of uh, newfound uh, genetic discovery. Mm -hmm. No, definitely. Because again, it's just looking at the fact that you know, people were still in movement as well. It may not have been, that's the, the main narrative of, you know, the uh, migration from Europe to America or anywhere else. But again, looking at it, that people from the Caribbean would have and have in history moved from just from their island to anywhere else in the world. Absolutely. It's been such a journey of discovery for me. And I've learned so much. Um, in that it's not just a movement that occurred during um, the transatlantic slave times. Um, it's a movement that has included, you know, the nuances of immigration and migrant work and um, just people being on the move because they want to, so. No, definitely. And it's just, again, just looking at things differently and just opening, you know, from that tunnel vision to a much more broader outlook to be able to view things. and. I guess it's finally, you know, as we close, you know, how do you see D DNA genealogy as it relates to the Caribbean and how it might impact research and databases housing this information and understanding of people's history? So I think that um, 
it will help the databases. Again, if we participate, if we share this information, it will help to flesh out some of the, you know, the mysteries, um, you know, in terms of records, there's room for improvement with many places and record keeping. And so with this genetic information housing, you know, databases, you know, that could go a long way to, you know, piecing together mysteries. No, definitely, because it's, um, it is a challenge, I guess, to get to some of these, let's say, archives to be able to look at the records or getting access to physically, at least a lot of this can be online. So um, it's good that this can be, we can even use as another tool in that toolbox, right? I agree wholeheartedly, yes. Yeah. So, but I just wanted to thank you so much for coming on and to speak to um, this topic, which is still very new. And, and still evolving as well. And that, uh, again, this can be used as a tool for, for individuals to be able to further, you know, learn more about their family history. So thank you so much, Barbara. You're more than welcome, Wendy. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for all that you do. I'm excited about the advances that are being made in the field of genetic genealogy. And we all need to be a part of the discussion. So thank you. Hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you did, please make sure to like, follow, subscribe, and write a review for the episode wherever you listen to your podcast. Thank you.